What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Costco, fashion tech expert, journalist, and entrepreneur. In today's episode, we're continuing our pre-coverage of WEAR Conference, that's the World Ethical Apparel Roundtable, taking place October 7th to 8th in Toronto, Ontario. For those who don't know, WEAR is a forum for global stakeholders to gather and discuss fashion's role in climate change. According to recent reports, in 2016, the apparel and footwear industries alone generated between 5 and 10% of global pollution impacts. Last week, we heard from Chris Homer, the CTO and co-founder of ThreadUp. Today, we're continuing the conversation of how technological innovation can help power a more sustainable fashion future. Our guest today is Mikhail Damiani, the CEO and co-founder of Bluebyte. Bluebyte connects brands and consumers through products by bringing them to life with technology. In doing so, they transform items like handbags, sneakers, apparel, and even signage into new channels that engage consumers in ways current channels cannot. Today, we're going to delve into how the company is collaborating with brands like Adidas, Bulgari, and Ocean Bottle to help further their sustainability efforts. Full disclosure, Electric Runway provides ongoing consulting for Bluebyte. To learn more about our B2B services, head to electricrunway.com and check out the services section of our website. All right, let's get into it. So, Mikhail, welcome to the show. Thanks, Amanda. Great to be on. So, for those who don't know, who are you and what is Bluebyte? So my name is Mikhail. I am the CEO and one of the founders of a company called Bluebyte. And Bluebyte is basically a software platform that empowers brands and companies with the ability to drive change and to affect change. And they do that by actually turning the physical products they make and create into a gateway and into a platform to communicate with consumers one-to-one. And so Bluebyte plays in the NFC and QR code space. You're going to be speaking at Wear Conference coming up in Toronto, which is all about sustainability. So I have to ask, how do the technologies that you're working with fit into this conversation of sustainability? So great question. NFC and QR are two technologies that we use pretty often. And while they have different relative strengths and weaknesses, as a company, we really focus on the platform itself that drives the consumer engagement and the experience. So NFC and QR are really just bridges or connectors. When a consumer engages through those two technologies, they receive an experience on their mobile device. And this is the most important part and the most important piece that our technology focuses on to make sure that those experiences are personalized, that they're highly contextual, meaning you're getting the information that you want and that you need at that point in time. And as it relates to sustainability, really focusing on a few major use cases in terms of protection for both brands and consumers through authentication, a lot of storytelling and education with this whole focus of sustainability, and then ultimately building a community with some peer-to-peer use cases as well. Sounds fascinating. So yeah, let's talk about experiences. When it comes to consumer behavior, we know that the trend is moving away from ownership and towards experiences. In fact, Forbes recently reported that 74% of Americans prioritize experiences over products. So how does Bluebyte enable unique experiences? 
really the idea is you're turning the physical product into an experience. And I think that's a pretty new way of thinking about it. Traditionally, when you buy a product, you're buying the physical value of that product itself. By turning this product with an enabler like NFC into a digital gateway, you're now able to completely redefine what the value is that you're delivering to a consumer. And that value lives on throughout the life cycle of, of that entire product. And so I think a good example of that would be one of our customers, Bulgari, that embeds NFC into their luxury and leather goods. So you can buy a Bulgari bag. And if you walk into the store, you could interact with that bag and get an associated pre-sale experience that tells you about the elements and the components that went into building that bag. It gives you a preview of the value that you can gain from this digital experience after you buy the product. And then once you do buy it, it automatically will change and evolve. And so the idea is this experience lives on from the point of sale now to the consumer's home. And as they're walking around, potentially for years, this value exchange continues. Yeah. And so that the audience understands it correctly, this is a platform that can be updated over time, as you were saying. So it can be showing one thing pre-sale, but then after something's been purchased, they can actually customize the content within the Blue Byte studio. It's easy. Like you don't have to know how to code. That's correct. So that's that's really the whole focus of the platform is to make it super easy for brand managers and people on the marketing team to change that content, to add new content or experiences, to update the logic. And when I mean by logic, again, if somebody interacts with the same item over and over again, that will change and actually invoke different things in their experience. So they control in part their own journey. So if somebody taps once or twice, or if they tap an item in multiple cities, at different parts of the year or the day, the content within that experience will change to be as relevant to them as possible. Exactly to your point, the idea is to to make it super easy. And so if there's some new product drop or access to an exclusive event that they want to promote, they can do that really quickly and give the consumer the ability to have access to that. Yeah, it's so exciting how we're beginning to wake up our products and bring them to life in a new digital way. It really is a whole new frontier. So we know that re-commerce is a sustainable trend that's on the rise, whether that's shopping vintage or secondhand, such as on online markets like Poshmark or Depop. How can Bluebyte empower the resale experience? Yes, I I think there's a a couple of different ways in which we help with that and our role in that whole re-commerce process. I think the first part starts with transparency and protection and making sure that the products that you're selling as a consumer from the brand standpoint that you're repurchasing potentially are authentic. And then also between two consumers and a peer-to-peer exchange, you want to make sure that both parties are protected. One big part of it is, is authentication. And we do that both on the branded side. So with an Adidas, for example, where they're embedding this technology at the factory level, and then the consumers have that trust in the authenticity of the product. And if they're re- returning it to the brand or it's part of a re-commerce or recycle program, the brand now knows that the products that they're buying back are, in fact, authentic. We're also doing that with secondary marketplaces. So SneakerCon, for example, the secondary sneaker market is now a multi-billion dollar industry annually. And what they do is they have these events that they have in, in major cities and they also have an online marketplace. And the only way you can exchange or participate in that re-commerce is if you have your product authenticated and they set up these booths and they have to train their authenticators to find these minor differences in the different products to see if it's authentic or not. And so we help them with that. And once they do authenticate an item, they put a tag on with NFC that runs through our platform. And now 
anybody who wants to transact can easily tap that and verify the authenticity of the item. By doing those two things, I think, again, number one, it's really instilling trust and confidence in that re-commerce process because if you don't have trust, then people won't participate in that. And so if re-commerce and and recycling and sustainability is, is a big focus, you really need to make sure that people are doing it. And so that's one part. And then on the other side, if you think about just counterfeiters in general, brands are investing a ton of money right now into sustainable sourcing and transparency of their supply chain and processes within the factories the counterfeiters aren't necessarily doing that, right? So if we can kind of put the counterfeiters out of business and really make sure that people are only buying authentic products, then you're also promoting sustainable sourcing and sustainable production by making sure that the products that are being produced are actually coming from those brands. Interesting. We hear a lot about how storytelling is playing a really important role in educating consumers about who made their clothes. We've seen this hashtag circulate now on the internet. Can you tell us about how Blue Bite played a vital role in sharing the story of ocean plastic waste surrounding the recent Adidas collaboration with Parlay? Yeah, absolutely. So Parlay, for those people who haven't heard of them, is a global organization and they really fight to both prevent plastics from entering the ocean, but also to remove those and and clean up the oceans and and make unique use of of those plastics. And they have a partnership with Adidas going on for multiple years now where they actually use those ocean plastics and they weave them into the fabric of shoes and, and other apparel, which is really cool. And so as part of that, as you could imagine, and as you said, storytelling is, a, is an important piece. And so the experience here was inside of a shoe and you walk into a store and you can tap this shoe. And, and the first part of it is really educating about the production process and how what makes this shoe different than all of the other shoes that are on the display shelf. And it's, again, the fact that it has ocean plastics that have been recycled, reworked and now weaved into into those shoes themselves. The secondary part of that storytelling is, is really getting people involved in the cause and, and educated about what Parlay stands for, how to participate and, and how to make, make a difference or an impact. And then finally, really the cool thing is, if you think about this chronologically, all of the content, all of the storytelling leads up to an event, which is Run for the Oceans, which happens once a year, and where through this you have an invite and you're creating a community and getting people to actually take action and go and run for the oceans in, I think it was in June or or July, and they've done this for multiple years in a row now. Yeah, it's interesting because if there's no storytelling attached to the product or the object itself, how is the consumer supposed to know that it's made of ocean plastic or it's sustainably sourced? So it seems that more and more in conversations of sustainability, it keeps coming back to storytelling. Absolutely. And I think one of the other parts about it is if you think about re-commerce in the storyline, let's say that shoe goes from one person to the next, there's only so much that is written on a hang tag and usually people throw out the hang tags uh, or any pamphlets, you know, if, if they've had the product for a year or, or longer. In this case, because the story is part of the product, if this product goes through multiple owners, you can continue that story and you can educate more people and you can broaden basically the the user base that is knowledgeable about this and that could potentially participate. And I think that's a really cool part of having it be a part of the physical product itself rather than just something that's a pamphlet or a hang tag or a piece of collateral that somebody may potentially throw out. Yeah, absolutely. Aside from apparel, footwear, and accessories, you've also worked with consumer product companies like Ocean Bottle to help gamify and essentially condition more sustainable practices. Can you tell us more about this project? Sure. So Ocean Bottle is a more recent customer of ours. They have a 
sustainable water bottle that they create in order to fight the amount of plastics and, and other one-time use containers that are out there currently in the water bottle industry. They have NFC embedded into it. And again, part of it is education and storytelling about the cause and, and what Ocean Bottle does differently. And then to your question, they also have gamified the experience where you can record the number of refills that you've done. And it's a cool visual interface in order to do that. It shows you where all the nearest refill stations are. So if you need to refill the bottle and you happen to be in a new city, you can simply tap on your water bottle and it will give you directions to the nearest refill station, which is extremely helpful. You know, that's a good experience and it also conditions a behavior, which I like. I think storytelling is one thing. I think to the extent that we can actually impact behavior, that takes it to a completely other level and, and certainly increases the value proposition of turning this product into a platform. It doesn't need to be something so huge, right? I think there's different levels on the spectrum of impact that you can make. I, I think another just simple example is a customer of ours called Banfield Pet Hospital, and it's a pet hospital in Canada, and their take on sustainability is basically stop printing pamphlets that go into the veterinary offices. And so it's a simple thing, but again, you're taking something that you're spending money on and you're creating this technically potentially waste and you can just take that and you can replace it with a simple QR code and remove that entire experience and move it onto digital. Everybody has a phone, everyone can scan a QR code, and now you have this access and this library of all this information and content on your device. And so I think you know some companies that we work with have a big mission. Other companies have just these small things that they want to do, but if more and more companies did that, it would actually make a huge impact. Yeah. And I think consumers are all for it because who wants to remember where that piece of paper that your vet gave you is? If you have it on your phone, then it's a lot more accessible. Exactly. And you can share it easily, right? If you have a friend that's going through a similar issue, then you can share that with them. And so I think it just makes it a lot easier to both have access to information and, and share that content. Yeah. So along those lines, in your opinion, what role can Blue Bite play in shaping a more sustainable fashion future? The best role we can play is just as an enabler, right? So we're helping these companies and helping brands to, going back to what I said earlier, is, is to turn these products into a platform and shift some of this value from just the physical value of the product now into this whole new realm of digital value and content and really doing that across three main levels as it relates to sustainability. So education is number one. I think removing friction would be number two and then actually driving action is number three. And so I know we covered education and awareness pretty heavily in, in our conversation over the past 10, 15 minutes. And that's all about content and storytelling. Removing friction from the process. Again, this is the question that you asked about re-commerce and what role do we play in that world? And it's really about instilling trust instilling confidence, making sure it's authentic and, and making it very easy for people to engage in that. And so if, to the extent we can remove friction, more people will engage. And then finally, driving action, whether it's big or small in things like eliminating waste and engaging in more sustainable practices. And so how did you get into this? So Blue Byte was actually started 12 years ago. The name Blue Byte is a plan words on Bluetooth because that was the enabling technology that existed at that time. And really for us, it was from the beginning, it was always about connecting physical spaces and, and things to a digital consumer. And the initial idea was all of the media that exists in New York City in our home. And as you walk past a bus shelter or a billboard, we saw that as a big opportunity to take that physical display or digital screen and then create a connection to deliver information and content to consumers that were interested who were passing by. 
And so we did that with Bluetooth and then things like NFC and QR came out later on and that gave us the ability to now take that same concept but apply it into a much smaller into a smaller product where every single everyday product that we have is now relevant for us to create some kind of interaction from. So how can people follow Blue Byte and stay in touch? So we're on all the social media platforms that exist out there rather than listing them all out. I think the easiest thing is for people to just go to our website, which is bluebyte.com, and that's byte with an I. And uh, in the footer there, there's access to our Facebook, Insta, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, all of the above. Great. So we'll put up a link on Electric Runways so that our audience can link to Blue Byte and learn more. And we're so looking forward to having you in Toronto for Wear Conference. Mikhail, thank you so much for your time. Amanda, thank you. This has been awesome. Really appreciate it. That was my conversation with Mikhail Damiani of Blue Bite. For images and further reading accompanying this episode, head over to electricrunway.com and click on podcasts. That's also where you'll find all past and future episodes of the show. Catch us at Wear Conference October 7th and 8th in Toronto. Electric Runway is proud to be a media partner covering Wear. Use the discount code ER15, that's ER15, to receive 15% off your tickets. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future.